everybody. Let's start off with some chains. I wouldn't even, yeah. even feel without that motherfucker doing it. This is a B-side. B-side 2 chains joint. Another day we gotta get it. Another day we gotta get it. Another day we gotta get it. Good evening, everybody. I'm your host, Dominican Johnny. This is another episode of the Don't Over Ticket Podcast. Uh, we gonna get right to it because I've got some people waiting and they are all ready to go. So. I uh, hope everybody's doing good. Um, if you're getting your vaccinations, just be careful about that. You know? Yep. Yep. I'm ready to go. We on. Yep. Yep. We got a special guest uh, this uh, evening. Uh, somebody I've been trying to get on here for a while. Um, all you uh, producers, uh, you might like this uh, this little episode we're going to have for you this evening. Uh, got, uh, I don't know if I was to call him a mega producer, but around here he definitely is. So. Yo, yo. 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 All right. What it do? What up? Aki, you there too? Yeah, I'm here. What the fuck are you in here too? Hey, man. <laughs> back at it. All right, we got on the line. We got uh, Dula, aka the facilitator, Octa facilitator, and he definitely lived up to the name in this episode. Shit. Uh, we got uh, Dennis Agony Jenkins on the show for the first time. What up? What up? What up? AKA the king of the fucking beats. Yeah. All you rappers, R&B singers, commercials, Netflix. I'm saying the king of the beats. I'm not using it as a euphemism. I mean it literally. Uh, yeah, euphemism. Yes, I know what you meant. Though. But appreciate <laughs> <laughs> that intro. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait till you wait till you see what I do post production with this shit. Uh, but yeah, there's another episode of the Don't Overthink It podcast. I'm your host Dominican Johnny, my alongside uh, Octa facilitator and uh, uh, Ag man. Uh, welcome to the show, man. Appreciate it, brother. Yeah, man. It's it's, it's a, a long time coming. I've been trying to get you on here. Shit. How long, Dula? Well, wow. I Actually, know. just to let just to let our listeners know, tonight we're supposed to be doing something else. But once we find out we was able to get Ag, we was like, yo, we push that shit and do it tomorrow. Exactly. We, it, it, we've been waiting to get Ag on the show since we started this shit. Yes. Him him and Black. I'm, ha- I'm, ha- I'm happy to be here, bro. There you go. There you go. Let's have a good time tonight. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Um, so basically... Uh, for those who may not know, well, if if you're in the Harrisburg area, he's like uh, what what what? Let me see, what producer name would I call him around here? Are you like the the Diddy around here? You're like the track masters of of the Berg, because you produce for everybody. And I I appreciate the comparison on that. <laughs> shit, because what I think a track master is like, they able to flip and manipulate shit the way you do, because that's what you're good at that. And you've morphed over time, though, too, though, because you've evolved even more into that, like, I guess, with technology as well, right? Right, right. Yeah. Because yeah, so. when, we, when we started, everything was, was yeah. analog. Everything yeah. was, was equipment. Now everything is digital. Yeah. Everything from a laptop, pretty much? Yeah, man. I still haven't been able to adapt, man. Shit. But, um, let, 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 matter of fact, let's go back to all that. Let me see. The first time I heard an ag 
was pretty much around the time I met Dula too, because there was mm. a, a crew around here called the uh, National Rap League (NRL). Right, right, NRL. Yeah. Yep, NRL. Now, when did that crew actually start? Um, it originally started with um a label that was called Versatile, that was ran by Zay and ran by a uh, Big John John Sanks. Mm-hmm. They ran the label. Um. It had various artists on it, uh, but the conglomerate of like all of the artists together formed the mega group, mm-hmm. which was known as the NRL. And like technically, like I wasn't a member of NRL. I was like my own, like I was a, I was a separate artist, but I was a part unofficially, officially of the NRL. Because if you look on the album cover, it says NRL and it says featuring Agony, um, Young Harlem, and Trey Song. Yeah, and so you was the red man to to Wu Tang. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, kind of, yeah, like affiliate. <laughs> I was thinking of that too. I was I was gonna say almost the exact same thing. Um, and so and Mike. That speaking of which, Mike Mason too. He's another mm-hmm. guy I need to get on here when he's not in Colombia. You know, posting up right. on, on a boat and shit. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the homie. Yes, indeed, indeed. You need a car, anything. Go to uh, Flatline Automotive. I just gave him a shameless plug. Fuck it. But yeah. uh, <laughs> now, but when you um, when NRL started, that was what uh, two thousand or was it ninety? It wasn't in the nineties. It, was it, was it was no. It was it was like it it officially formed sometime in like the late nineties, ninety eight, ninety nine. Okay. But like two thousand, two thousand is when it really started getting super serious, and we we started recording the album for the um, NRL two K one, which was released. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it was like between January and February of 2001. Got it. So it's it's ironic that it's literally been 20 years yep. since that album's released. And you know, you just reminded me, bro. Like I'm, I'm mad at myself because I still got copies of that album, and I wanted to do like a re-release of physical copies and digital, you know, just to commemorate funny. the 20th anniversary. So I mean, it's it's not too late. We yeah. literally sitting on a 20 year anniversary. You know what's funny? I had the case. I got the case downstairs in the basement. I opened it up. The CD wasn't in it. Uh, <laughs> All yo, I see. Like, I, it's the most. It's the most stolen, most misplaced CD ever in 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 Central Pennsylvania music history, bro. Word. I bet. I bet. Shit. I opened that shit up. It was no CD. And then all I see is a picture of you with some braids and a bandana <laughs> praying. <laughs> I got, I got you, bro. If you want to, if you want to copy, I got you, bro. I got plenty of them. There's a picture of him praying to the gods, to the beat gods, and Jim Beams on the other side. You're right. (laughs) Hey, God, please throw me a crazy sample. Yo, I'm making that the cover art for this episode. Fuck that, yo. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Oh my God. So, (laughs) yeah, exactly. So by that time, though. You had already had you had already been making beats because that's when I first knew of you. But you was already no, ill man. then. So, how long ago did I, when did you start making beats then? Okay, well for me as far like you want me to go back like to when it started, or you want me to you know what I mean give far you back the, as you want to go, right? my friend. As far back as you want to go. All right, go. cool, cool, cool. Let me let me tell let me let me talk my talk, then, man. Originally, I started by taking my stepdad's um, albums and stuff that he had and just looping it and playing it or recording it on a cassette tape. So I would take like his old school albums like uh, 
Bootsie Collins, I'd rather be with you. Like I remember I, I remember vividly taking that loop, that clean part of the beat where it drops and just looping it back, recording, pausing, looping it back, recording, pausing. And it went from that to something so crazy. I never heard anybody ever do this besides myself. I mean, I'm sure there's been other people, but I used to have what was called a Sega C D. I don't know if you remember, remember that. that. It was yeah. attachment. I couldn't afford it. Yeah. But I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> right, it was a, and it was an attachment that that yep. you could get for the uh, Sega Genesis. Yep, you well, put the Sega had... on top of it, and then the CD parts at the bottom. Yep, yep. exactly. <laughs> well, that joint had a um, it, it was called it was the button was called A plus B. When you play music through the um through the actual gaming system, you could play CDs. You would press A, and it would start the loop. And when you hit B, it would end it. So you would have to make sure it's clean. It would be a clean loop, so you could find any CD that was out that had like a break on it or anything like that. And I would just loop it. So that became easier versus doing the, uh, the records, doing the wax. Yeah. So I started doing that. Then it evolved. I asked my mom for a keyboard. She got me a keyboard for my birthday. I remember going to um, a pawn shop and copping. I think it was a DR-808, the boss uh, drum machine. So I started fooling with that. Mm. But I always wanted to do beats. But I felt like I never really had what I wanted to, to, to make beats on. I even used to sneak on my brother's SP twelve hundred. He did what? not want me, you know, he ain't want me messing with his with his with his beat machine. Did you, <laughs> like, did, yo, you did you no? used to, <laughs> did you used to do what I used to do back in the day? Like you, you used to draw out your fantasy system. I used to draw a MPC with a Triton next to yeah. it back then. That's what I used to draw. Man, like, with the I'm speakers and all that. Yeah. With the speakers and all Man, that. And you have no idea. Am I my uh my brother's baby mom at the time, like I used to go down and visit my brother every summer down in uh Maryland. I would stay with him for like a week or two. He had an SP twelve hundred at the house. So his baby mom was like, Look, I don't care if you mess with it. I know he don't want you messing with it. Just make sure you put it back and you leave it how it was when he when he you know what I mean, when he left it. I was like, Cool. So I would literally be on that beat machine all day. All my homies be outside playing. I'm in the crib playing on the SP twelve hundred, learning how to sample the drums and all that, like that was my thing. And that was having to yeah. learn it raw, straight up, no YouTube videos and nothing back then. No nothing. Yeah, no nothing. Just learning, just pressing buttons and seeing what they do. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it evolved from that. And I met um I met the guys from NRL. I met Jim Beans, my brother. And he interested. I, I told him, I was like, yo, you know, I got a big passion for learning how to produce. Like, I want to learn so bad. And he was just an incredible musician. He was a drum major in high school. Yep. And he just—he was just so gifted on the keys and so gifted musically, man. I just wanted to soak up all the knowledge I could from him. So he just was like, "Yo, Ag, if you really want to learn, man, I'll show you." So he just started showing me some pointers on um on the keyboard that we had at the time, and I took it from there. I was like, "Look, can we keep the keyboard in my crib?" And Zay was like, "All right, cool." Next thing I know, the keyboard's at my house, and I'm making beats twenty-four-seven. Twenty-four-seven. You remember what kind of keyboard that was? Um, man, oh man! For the love, I cannot remember. It was like a performance key. I can't remember. It was a performance keyboard, and at the time, them joints was expensive. I think that keyboard was like four K. It was before the Triton. Damn. Yeah, before the sampler yeah, keyboards. Was, right. It was. It was in the same realm as like the ASR ten. It was okay. in the same realm as like the ASR ten. Okay. Okay. Uh, I want to double back, just go back one little second. When you was like, you, uh, your mom took you to the pawn shop to get the keyboard. You, uh, you talk about the pawn, uh, the pawn shop that used to be at Uptown Plaza, or did you go to like a raised music no, no, no. across the river? No, this joint, I was just telling my wife about this the other day. I was like, yo, it used to be a pawn shop 
right up on um you know on is that three twenty two like where you sit at the light to make a left to go to Walmart. Yeah, yeah, Rutherford, right there. Yeah, it used to be a pawn shop, like right on that same road, past the past the turn for Walmart on the right hand side, like over by that pool. By the pool spot and the gun range, the old yeah. gun range. Yeah. Right. Yup, yup. It used Damn. to be a spot over there. And I remember going in there and they had the DR eight oh eight. I think I spent eighty bucks on it. Nice. And that was my first my first official drum machine. Got you. Got you. All right. Uh Ak, you wanna add anything? You you got any questions of the early early address? I know you uh, got stuff for that later. I, I, Oh uh, no! I was, you know, I was there for a lot of the early shit. I'm finding out shit myself, man. I ain't know all that. Cause yeah. when I met Ag, he always already was established. Cause Smitty told me about him. I'm like, who the fuck is this? So that's Ag. Mm. I'm like, who? Like, Ag. Yeah. And I said, I gotta meet him. And, yeah. I, and I and I met him. Yeah. <laughs> and the rest is history. Man, that yeah. yo, that used to be a dream of mine to get, to get on a Smitty mixtape, man. Like when I was younger, it was just the hottest DJ in the city was Smitty, man. It was like, yo. I feel like in order to be established as an MC, like back then, like you had to have a feature on a Smitty mixtape, man. Yeah. That was like always a dream of mine, man. Yeah. So, all right. So now you just said, you just said MCing. So your passion though, initially though, was producing or was it always just a mixture of both or just hip hop in general? Like you just wanted to get it. It was a love. It was a love of music, man. Like for me, I started writing raps. I remember vividly, Going from fifth to sixth grade that summer, I remember getting a uh, one of them little marble notebooks and just going hard and writing writing crazy raps. I remember I used to write raps so much my mom would find them like in my notebooks that was supposed to be my school books and she would take them and like throw them out. You know? Like, what are you doing? This is supposed Damn. to be school. Yeah, yo, she remember that. Shit too. <laughs> we 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 talked about it since then. You know what I mean? She. You know, she was just being a mom, like, yeah. like this is supposed to be school. You tripping, like, nah. But yeah, hey, that was my thing, man. Like, I, I rap before everything, bro. Like, so for me, I used to buy instrumentals. I used to go up to the music man, hottest music spot in the city. You already know mm-hmm. was that Mr. Mike's. Yep, yep. Yeah, you know I mean, shout out, shout out, Mr. Mike too. Yeah. That's my the, the first album I ever bought was from Mr. Mike's, and it was uh, it was MC Light, Light as a Rock. <laughs> Oh shit! Oh shit! Yeah, shit, yeah, man. First shit I got so, in play, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For my first official, I know my mom bought for me up in New York. It was three feet high and rising daylight. So one of the mo- wow. to this day, to this to this day, <laughs> one of my absolute favorite albums, man, from beginning to end. It's a perfect album. Yep, yep, and yeah, all first the, the first actual sample, well, second sample album. But the first one that brothers actually paid attention to. So the first one was Paul's Boutique. But De La Soul mm. brought out some samples. So you're like, what the fuck right is this? They're like, Hello? Yeah. That shit was bananas, bro. Whatever you just said, Aki, say it again because you said your shit just went turned into a transformer. Oh, you and your bullshit. You heard me? Yeah, I hear you. You hear me now? I'm saying. I said it was like the second sample album. The first sample album was the Beastie Boys yeah. Polo Boutique. But, you know, with the brothers, that didn't resonate with the brothers. But when Daylight came, like, you heard the fucking Monday shit. You hear, like, what the fuck? And this shit was just crazy. And, you know, even the fucking, I mean, who doesn't like George Clinton? They talked that G-Funk shit. That was G-Funk for your ass. He myself mm-hmm. and I. Knee deep. Come on. That's a classic. Yeah, to so, this day, 
to this day you still get people hype off of that shit. Mm-hmm. You talking about you talking about um you talking about um and what's the name of the record? Uh, me, myself, and I. Yeah, oh my. Yeah, God. me deep. When that used to come on, that's my that's my all time favorite skating record, yo. When that joint used to come on at the Star Skating Rink. Oh man, you couldn't tell me nothing, bro. <laughs> you couldn't tell me nothing. You couldn't tell me nothing, bro. Yeah. No, no, I'm. I'm gonna tell you another little fun fact. Well, I ain't gonna cut at all. But all this time, right? You remember I used to get all hyped. They like Prince Paul, and he introduces everybody to De La Soul. Mm-hmm. Remember, like the first time, like it was Prince Paul. Everything is about Prince Paul. Prince Paul. Daylight produced that album. Prince Paul ain't make one beat on that album. On nothing. Wow. They said, but at the time it was this, uh, you know, it was like a Pharrell situation. Your other name, nobody really knows who we are. So we're gonna do whatever right. he tells us to do. Wow. But Pasta Loose, Mace, and 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 uh, True True Coy Dave produced those albums. It's crazy. Hey, I remember man. when the album cover, you had the boy drinking the uh, drinking Yo, a bottle of ketchup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just throwing it. Oh, Yo, shit. and the art, the artwork in that joint was crazy. I remember the sleeve for the record. I remember to this day, man. The joint had like a cartoon. It was like all drawn out. I forgot which. I think one of yep. them dudes drew it. Yeah, but they had the little funny faces and the, the yeah. boxes were all square and squiggly. Man, like that square faces. Yep. I, I need, I need that album in my life, man. I, I gotta find <laughs> that. I might go on eBay and get that. I need See. that. Yeah, it's funny you said that too, because I'm looking at the Daylight SB Dunks that I got right here. That's funny. Mm. Oh, he's stunting right now. He's yeah. stunting right now. Yeah, and this is the funny thing. This is he's how much stunting. I love this shit. I got two pair. I got one pair that I'm never probably gonna touch, and then I just got wow. the pair that I wear. This shit. Oh Matter my fact, god. Du- Damn, Dula. Nah, you ain't seen. Nah, Dula ain't never seen him out. But anyways, what? Uh, see what? Uh, you ever seen my Daylight of SB Dunks joints that I got? The white joints that I got the Daylight. I, mean, I was print? with you when you told me they said, "Yo, come out here because they got me your size," and I ain't making out the time. Yeah, that's when you yeah, you lost. But <laughs> yo, yo, Johnny be forgetting, boy. See, sometimes <laughs> I remember what I want to remember, and I forget what I you know what I mean. I have to delete that out my memory file and shit. But um, yo, anyways, you guys... <laughs> but hey, let me ask you this. I, I want to go into a tangent. So I, when I met you, it was, it was, when tangent. I met you, it was it was late two thousand one, early two thousand two, and at that time mm-hmm. you was kind of established. But I know one of the things when I met you, you was doing situations with Dale Davis. If you want to elaborate about that, yeah. Um, at the time I was signed to um, my man Aaron Seawood, who was my manager, man, still one of my really good friends, super dope dude. I'm killing it and killing it in real estate right now up in New York, like million dollar homes, bro. But he had um I got introduced to Aaron C. Wood and Vanita Butler and they took me on um management dev. And that was around the time when I first was introduced to Rodney Jerkins too. We had did an early deal with Rodney Jerkins before I actually signed my publishing and production deal some some odd years later. Yeah. And um we were doing some music with Dell Davis, the NBA um legend. He had a couple artists that he had signed and we were up in New York working on um on some on some music for him. Yeah. The Davis cool. boys from the Pacers, the Davis boys, the arch enemy yeah. of the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, man. Okay, okay. Damn, dude. Damn. So you you met him two thousand. You met him around the same time you met me. Yeah, because that's because yeah. I'm not gonna front. It was Ag is the one. Like everybody knew me from promotions. Like everybody, oh, Abdullah with this, but Ag 
and, and, and I know he, he, he's, he's modest and he go like, nah, I did it. But Ad got me in the position to get me in the music business. Because when Ad came, he said, yo, let me introduce you to my people. I met Seawood, met Benita. They started fucking with me. Yo, we like your man. So I stayed up right. there. I stayed in the back of the city. And then I started yeah. making my own moves. So when I used to go to these meetings, I used to go to meetings with Seawood. Then Seawood, I guess my man Abdullah. And then later on in life, you know, Seawood, like you said, Seawood got into a different uh, profession with, with uh, the real estate, which he's great at. But I still had the same connection. They're like, I know you. I know you. Oh, shit. You're Seawood's man. Yes, I am. And I started formulating my own connections. So it's like, Ag is the one that introduced me to uh, fucking Who Kid. That's how I met Who Kid, through Ag. And that's when this whole, this was before 50 became a superstar. You remember Ag? He was yeah, still this, coming up. Yeah. Because yeah. it was him, Red Spider, Ag, Ag, Ag knew all these niggas name. way yeah. before they became famous. That was uh, Stretch Armstrong, too. Yep, Stretch and all of them. Yep. So that, yeah, I already knew Stretch, but Ag, Ag, Ag plugged me in with a lot of people till I'm still cool with this day. And that's why every time I see people, hey, what's up with your man Ag? Oh, he's killing it. He's killing it. Even Rodney. I wanted to met Rodney for one of Ag. Mm, indeed. <laughs> and for those who don't know, we talk, we talk about Rodney Jerkins, Rodney Dark Jerkins. Child. Yes, yes. So, yes, all right, since he stumbled into that part, um, how did how did that whole meet came around? It came around from the Seawood Connect? Um, you mean like the well the original meeting with um with Rodney came through Seawood and um some of some of the relationships that he had. I can't remember um it was so long ago, man. I can't remember the one boy's name, but he was pretty big in the industry at the time. I remember we had went to the shark bar to have a dinner and that's when um basically we sealed the deal with Rodney for it was like a three song deal for an artist that he had at the time named Fats from Harlem. Fats. And we did, yeah, we had did a single for Fats with Freeway. It was a record called Stand Up. Which was dope um, as fuck, by the way. I wish you could find that and send that to me. You said what? That shit, I wish you could find that and send that to me. That shit was dope as fuck. I got it. I yeah, got you got to send that to me. I mean, we played this in the studio. Too. I was like, this, oh shit. He's like, yo, you know what? Because he kept, because his ass kept pushing Fats. You know, I'm, I'm free weight. Like, I remember you, you hear Fats. I heard you that name through you. Which you hear Fats. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I only heard that name was through was through Ak. Yeah, matter of fact. Yeah, because yeah. Ak, Ak sold me on him. Then I heard him. Yo, this nigga Fats is nice. And I came back and said, yo, Ak did a beat for this kid out of Harlem named Fats. Yo, this dude's going to be a problem. Yeah, he was supposed to be big, man. He was, yeah. he, he was destined to be big. I don't really know what, what came out with this situation or whatever, but it never really got to see like the light of day like it should have. Like, it dropped on some mixtapes and shit like that. That was about it. Oh, shit. But, oh, shit. yeah, but years later, um, through relationships with my man Rob, uh, Rob Anderson, out in um, Lancaster, that's my bro, Bob, he had introduced me to his cousin, um, and his cousin was the one who actually started fucking with me and was like, yo, we gotta get my man out in Jersey and, and reconnect him with, um, with Rodney, his cousin's name is Buzz, Buzz was my manager at the time, too. Buzzy Bagum, shout okay. out Buzzy. Um, Buzz, well, Rob, Bob introduced me to Buzz, which was his cousin, and Buzz reintroduced me back to Rodney. So, you know, he took me, he took me up there. I played some records for Rodney. Rodney was filling them, but it was just like all about time and like from what I was getting from Bob and from Buzz was like, yo, just keep working, just keep doing what you're doing. You know what I mean? It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I started getting to the point where. It was just getting stressful because it was like I just wanted to, to 
only be able to focus on music and doing production. And as we know, you know, when you're in the music industry, man, it gets a little rough. It's like, man, I got bills to pay. I got kids. I got, you know, I got shit mm-hmm. to, that I got to do. And it takes, it, it kills me creatively. And I have to focus on real life. You know, that, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Real the life. life. Factor. <laughs> that life factor. Right. Kick you in the ass, boy. Man, does it ever. And I was literally to the point where I was like, man, I'm about to throw in a job. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start pursuing this thing, like, professionally. Not throwing it down in the sense of not doing it anymore because I love this shit. Like, I do this because I love, for the love of it. Like, I don't do it for the check. It just so happens, like, it's checks involved. So it's like, yeah, I need that. Yeah. But literally at that time, it was it was 2010. It was like in the wintertime. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm about to get this shit up, man. And by that time, well, did you, have, you have your kids already? How many kids you have at that time? Oh uh, yeah, that at that time I already had my boys, man. Yeah. I, I had two, so I was, I was, yeah. I was busy, man. I was busy, so I ended up getting a call from Buzz. He was like, "Yo, Rodney, want to talk to you?" I'm like, "All right, cool." So I'm like, "You know what's going on?" I hit Rodney up, and Rodney like, "Yo, ready to come out to L.A.?" I'm like, "Come on, man, stop playing with me. I'm not ready. When do I leave?" And this That's was uh, a. Yeah. Yeah, this was like December going into January because I had moved out to LA January 2011, and um, yeah, man, that was that that was the the pivotal moment that just changed my life, man, like pivotal. So he had you uh, set up there because I remember seeing that. See, this was back. Let me see. It wasn't really well. MySpace was probably fading out, and Facebook was kind of the upcoming shit. And then next thing you know, I see a picture of you out there, and I'm like, oh shit, you left. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, it happened. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, that was January 2011. Mm. Yep. And Damn. he still was making that fire. Remember, what I, remember what I used to say, yo, John, I just got the phone with Ag. Yep. I think the place was shit that blew my brain away. Yeah. Remember I used to call you Ag. Ag, what you got? Ag, like, hold on. I just hear him clicking buttons. Yeah. Hit plates. Yeah, because that was around that time, Dula. You was going back and forth from the Bronx here. And shit. Yeah. So yeah, that's when we would catch up on shit. That's because I used to go up there twice a month, go peep Ock. Shit. So then when you was when you was out there, um, what was so what? I kind of want to get into the the situation of so what was your living situation like? You just had one spot, or was you sharing an apartment? How, how nah. Um. Okay. So when I when I moved out to LA, um, first thing we did was went to the to the studio. He had a crazy ass studio, um, in Hollywood. Um, pretty much gave me my own room out there. Like he had multiple rooms in the studio. I had Studio D. Um, that shit was mine. You know what I mean, like that was my room. That was my office. That was my everything. Yeah. And um, he had set us up with a spot uh, right outside of the city of L.A. on Whittier. Um, it was me and my roommate Travis Sells. Man, that's my brother. Man, so much love for that guy right there, yo. That's my man, Travis Sells. Literally, I I put every dollar I own up on that man to go up against any man on the keys to slay any anybody who want that smoke he'll give him that smoke believe that dopest dopest key player in the world bro in the world in the world Craig. in the world real talk man (laughs) yeah in the world man that's my brother for life put him up against jim beans i put why we gotta go there now (laughs) (laughs) jim Jim beans my brother too that's what i said hey i'm yeah he just did a red corn ghost face i put him in a red corn ghost face on (laughs) but i put him up i put him up against each other just just for the entertainment factor yeah i'm saying yeah but um yeah but 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 travis is that guy man super 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 talented um we actually did 
all of my big placements we did together. Uh, the Justin Bieber, the Ariana Grande records we did together. And, and we, got some, those, we got more shit on the way. And just for those who don't know, why don't you name that little tune that you made for uh, the Biebs? What was the name of that, that Biebs, little tune? Yeah. Die, die in your arms. There you go. There you go. Yeah, we did a we did a record, die in your arms, which was really very like shot away from like his typical pop sound. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. that wasn't even a typical. Let me tell you. A that proud wasn't a moment. typical Bieber record. Let me tell you a proud moment about that shit. I, you know what? It's still on my Instagram too and shit. I put that. I took a screenshot and I added you on it. Matter of fact. Yeah, you saw it because you, you commented on it. But Word. I still remember to this day back then, uh, the Breakfast Club and shit. Charlemagne was saying, man, my favorite yeah. song off that album is, is that Dying Your right. Arms, man. That was the first, when the first time he interviewed Beebs, and that's what he was talking about. I was like, yeah. Yeah, that shit, like, yo, that shit blew my mind, bro. Oh, you, you like, heard that yo. interview too, huh? Yeah, man. He was saying that that was his favorite song. Yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, you know that man. Around that time when that happened, that's just so crazy. And, and, and just to get into it, like that that song had some of the biggest hip hop influence samples ever. Like with Synthetic Substitution by Melvin Bliss. You know what I mean? And it, then it had the Michael Jackson. We got a good thing going. Sampling. Oh, that, oh hey, that, tell the whole story. Tell the whole story, baby. Give me my side. Give me my side. You know what? Give me my side on that one. You know what I mean? Better send through it. Yo, what's the name of that record I said? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't figure it out. And yo, yo, I remember that. I was like, yo, Dula, what's the name of this joint? Oh, hold on, I got it, I got it. I got it, I got it. I got it. Just like it. I got it, I got it. I got it, I got it. Dula, Dula's like the walking, talking. Yes. He's a walking record shop. Yeah, he's yeah. a walking record shop, especially. Yeah. Especially yeah. for samples and shit. Now this one I can't say officially, but I'm gonna say unofficially because I don't want to get in trouble. And they're very nice people. But I'll tell you this: Usher and Jermaine Dupri owe Ag a fucking check. I know that much. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, and I stand on that one. I know. I still remember yeah. that to that day. Now, I said, Yo, you know when we first heard it, I'm like this. Everybody's like, Oh, that shit. I said, No, 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 that shit ain't dope. That's Ag's beat. Yeah. Oh, New York. Yeah, I mean that's that's how the game go with like the samples. Yo, but I've I've literally had one of my originals stolen though. I don't know if you remember that by um by Maya on her album. Oh, I didn't know that. They they literally reproduced a beat that I made, and at the time, um, Seawood was shopping my music. Yes, uh, with Maya, because Maya, Maya yeah. I remember and he went was, down and said, "Yo, I'm gonna play some songs for Maya tonight." Yeah. And the only record, the only record that was quote unquote produced by her in the credits and DJ Clue was my record. Wow. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, it was like, a song yeah. called Hurry Up. It was a song called Hurry Up. I never got my credit for that. Damn. Crazy. Oh, and just just uh, for the people who don't know, the song we talking about uh, with Usher and with Jermaine and them is a uh, throwback. Yeah. Yeah. We heard I still remember this till this day. This is like clockwork. That album, I still got this shit on C D somewhere. Yeah. What, you might have all my ag you might have my ag CDs. The original beat CD. Yep. Yeah. All my beat CDs. I remember yep. you used to play that shit for yeah, me. Yeah, that was that Dion. Go ahead. That was that Dion Warwick champion. Yep. Yeah. I said, yo, yo, I said, listen, this shit Ag made last night. Yeah, I was mad yeah, as fuck. Like, oh, I was like, shit. I was like, I have no chance. Yeah, I was like, I have no chance. I'm listening to confessions. 
I said, yo, what the fuck? I said, hold on, what the fuck is this shit? Johnny looked at me, I looked at Johnny, I said, oh, Lord, how the fuck they get asked me? There's another way. There's another way I found out about that. You was working at the music man. I pulled up. I walk in the door and you was like, and Conrad was standing right next to you. He was like, Conrad, don't say nothing. Watch. Check this out. And you played it. And I was like, I played it. Yep. You played yep. it over the speakers in the music man. I was like, that's Axe beat. And, and, and Conrad, he said, that's beat. Yeah. And Conrad, he was like, I told you. He was like, Ag had that beat fucking months ago. I was like, Holy years ago, shit, shit. We was mad. I said, man, we about to fuck that little short motherfucker that up. One, that one, and uh, there was a Fat Joe record that you, you both of you used the same sample too. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember the name of it for the life of me, but you took the sample. You used way more parts of the sample, whereas he, his was kind of like based like a basic loop. But you, you, right. you, you had ups and downs to it, and I cannot remember the name of that Fat Joe song. It wasn't on Don Cartagena. It was on one of the later albums, though. No matter of fact. Yo, okay. This, this is what I'm going to say about act. You know what I'm saying? Old, old jokes aside. Oh, the sample era, talk. yeah. Every producer that I know that I always talk to action, Ag is like the producer's favorite producer. Because he has a bounce that I don't want him to tell me how he does it. And that he shouldn't reveal that to y'all. But <laughs> you know what Ag beat. Like, it has that bounce. I don't give a fuck if it's his pop shit, his R&B shit, or his straight hip-hop shit. It got something to be like that's ass. Yeah. Like his shit just I, ain't normal shit. Like he's a. And I don't even. Me. I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't even tell you what the bounce is because I don't even know how I do it. <laughs> but yo, he has a bounce that is it's it's almost his. It, yo, it is. It's your signature. Like, oh shit, who's that? That's Agby. How you know, nigga? I know. Yeah. He ain't gotta do. He ain't gotta. He ain't gotta do that shit. Put his name in it. Nothing. His really like, oh, that's Agby. That's his signature. And it, yeah. and it resonates. And then his shit is always so... He's like Dr. Dre. Like his, Even when it's dirty, it's clean. Mm. And this nigga ain't got no engineering experience. He's not even an engineer. And his shit is still <laughs> so clean. Shit. Now, did you get that part from Rodney? Because I know Rodney has a real to, clean sound. Thank you. You took my question right out of my mouth. That's exactly what I was about to what, say. What was the question? About how clean your music that is. engineering, like the the engineering ear that you that you indirectly have, it, it, did you learn that from being around Rodney? Um, I learned a lot of things from Rodney, man. Um, just the importance of sonics. Like I never even heard the, the term used before of sonics mm. before meeting Rodney and being in the studio with Rodney and just like being able to witness, just sit there and just like watch what he does. Like I learned, I learned a lot. Ronnie, just the whole understanding of it taking a team to put shit together. Like, it's no just one man putting together these hit records. Like, lots of times it might be one man that's orchestrating it. And I mean, like, Rodney's an an amazing orchestrator. Like, let's say... uh, Like, doing the ditty? Like, just, you do this, you play this, you play this? Like, having the ear to construct? He different though, cause he he plays. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he actually he's he's actually in there producing. I'm not saying Diddy don't produce, but he's actually yeah. in there producing these records too. But I'm saying like he just knows how to piece the shit together, like right. But like I always I, I always remember like he would have like sound guys, he would have sound designers, and like he didn't have to really think about. Oh, I gotta load this up, load this up, load this up. Like he had people that would have his shit organized. You know what I'm saying? Like, I learned organ- organizational skills from him. Like, his shit would be organized, like, so that he could just sit there and, and just create. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. 
So he he knew how to organize a team around him. Like, right. so you're basically saying, like, let's say you come in with a skeleton, he'll hear something that probably you don't, and he'll know who to put in at what time and do whatever with it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that, yeah well, that too. But, like, he just had – he had people who – when I say sound designing, I mean, like, you know, like people that – like the equivalent of, of the sample makers these days. But okay. taking sounds and making sounds, like – Oh. Helping to yeah, like taking like your bass sounds or whatever, and just giving you some old off the wall shit or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Rodney would have sounds you ain't never heard before. Yeah, he would have some shit you ain't never heard before. He'll take something that's probably familiar to everybody and flip it to a way where you won't even recognize it. Man, you can do a lot, man. <laughs> he said, "Man, you can do a lot, man." That's what I want to ask you too, as far as sound. When it went, when the times changed from analog to digital, how um. Was that transition hard for you, or was it was it like a walk in the park because you were already, you know, technically um, nah, savvy? It was, it was really hard at first because I remember when I first um, got introduced to, at the time, it was just straight up called Fruity Loops. It wasn't FL Studio, it was Fruity Loops. Yeah. Um, and I had a computer. This one I had like a big-ass box <laughs> computer. Like, yep. it wasn't no laptop, none of that shit. Yep, then we all... And, yeah, and I had this joint, and I'm like, yo, these sounds in this, this joint is trash. Like, what, what is this? Like, these drum sounds are garbage. And I didn't understand that Fruity Loops was no different than having an NPC in front of you. You have to have the sounds. You have to have, you know, the the, the things to drop in it. Like, you, you, you dropping sounds on your pads, it's the same equivalent. Like, you need the sounds, you need the drum sounds, you need... Um, the keyboard sounds and all that stuff. So when I finally started to learn that, it started to become a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. And it just became a thing of, like, it's easier for me now to see what, like, to see the waveforms and all that shit on the screen versus, you know what I mean, just only having um, equipment in front of me and not having that screen. Like, I'm so comfortable now with using FL Studio. It's like, I need it. Like, That's I feel it. like I would, I would be... I feel like I'd be blind if I only had an NPC in front of me. Yeah, so that's your dog of choice. Is yeah, FL definitely. Studio. Oh, I'm a, okay. I'm a, yeah, I'm a FL, I'm a FL, uh, FL Studio power user. I'm actually like um, endorsed by FL Studio. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah, we did that. We did that like a, <laughs> we did that like about a year and a half ago. So that's that's literally the only dog that I use FL Studio for sure. You hear that, all you suckers? That's what you got to use, courtesy standby yeah, ad, goddammit. <laughs> real talk. Yeah, so so then, yeah, because I remember you was telling me that I should just get the um, the one Akai joint with the drum pads, too, uh, with it and shit. It was like, that'd be your easiest bet. Yeah. Get fruity loose. That's that's what I got in the studio, man. FL Studio and um, MPK. That's what it's And then I got a, uh, yeah, and then I got a, a, an additional 61 key keyboard. So I got the I got the 49 key and I got a 61 key. Um, the MPK obviously got the drum pads because I, I still do like the feel of the Akai drum pads. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. nothing feels quite like those. Nice, nice, nice. Yo, got uh, I don't mean to sound like a musician, dummy musician, but what the fuck is the 61 key? You said what is the 61 key? That's just just yeah. a 61 key uh keyboard. That's 61 all, keys you know, the extra long joints, and then there's the shorter joints. Oh, like, like, like an actual piano keyboard? Yeah, yeah, oh, like a MIDI yeah. keyboard. So a little MIDI keyboard. So I got the 61 key, and then the MPK is a 49. 
Got 49 keys on that joint, plus the pads on it. Yeah, yeah. Dula, you know, you know what he's talking about. If, if you see it, you'll know exactly exactly what he mean. Though he's basically just saying the shorter keyboard and the sixty one key. But I guess the way he said it, I guess you might have thought he was talking about a specific brand name or something, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm thinking. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, but now, so now that you see that you're able to see everything, does that make like I'm not even sure if motherfuckers. I don't even know if you chop samples anymore or anything, but does that it must make it way easier to see it in waveform on a, oh, I definitely, on a joint? Yeah, I definitely chop samples. It's every, easier to manipulate them, right? Every day. Oh, yeah, man, because you got the waveform in front of you, so you can see what you're chopping into. You know what I'm saying? Like, back in the day, we didn't have that. Like, you just had to find the pieces and, yeah. and chop it where it was at. But now being able to see the actual wave in front of you, it just makes it so much easier, man, because you can see in front of you where that kick drum hits at or where that snare hits at or where that sample yeah. starts where it ends. So, yeah, I use that, and I actually use um, uh, a plug-in called Serato Sample, which is Ooh. made from the company Serato <laughs> that does all the DJ shit. They got a plug-in called Serato Sample, which where I'm able to drop the sample in, chop it where I want to chop it, put it in reverse, uh, change the key, but still keep it on, on a... Keep it on the same tempo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy how dope the Serato sample is because when I first started working on Fruity Loops, I used to always use the um, Fruity Slicer. With the slicer, like you gotta you gotta change certain things that make it match um, your BPMs or your beats per measure, your tempo. Mm-hmm. But with the Serato sample, it instantly lines that thing up for you on beat. It's oh, crazy. Nice. nice yeah, it's nice. super crazy. I be, I be, man, I be assed out without my Serato sample. Like I love that plugin. Let's see. All right, look, we're going, we're going super, super nerdy technical right now. So all you motherfuckers take notes. Um, I wanted to get back though, real quick, into the the MC and because you came out with a group. Uh, aside from NRL, after mm-hmm. that, after that happened, you came out with a with a group with 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 our people, uh, Cuban. Yes, man. Cuban Spit Latin. That's Cuban my brother for life right Latin. there, man. Now right. when I think of that name, me, I think that name is cheesy as shit, but he's nice, so I can't even <laughs> say. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, at the time, though, at the time, though, Ben Laden was I know. Ben yeah. Laden was like, he was like a real feared dude, so yeah, the, the name just fit. The it name fit just at that fit, time. You know, like, Yeah, for that time. Cuban, yeah. yeah, Cuban was like the one that I gravitated to the most, and we built the closest bond and friendship out of the entire group of the NRL. So, you know, like, we used to always hang as a group with the NRL, but then me and Cuban would also link up on the weekends. Like, at the time, I was still in high school. He had graduated. So we'd link up on the weekends. He'd come pick me up in his pop shop, Subaru. Mm. Or we'll, we'll be, yeah, we'll be in the alleyway, and we would just get instrumentals and just start rhyming over instrumentals. I had a four-track, and at the time, we were calling ourselves the Young Guns. And then the group came out the young, the group came out the young guns. Yeah. From Philly. It yep. was like it was yep. like a it was like a year or two after that. But um yeah, me and Cuban, um, we were putting together um music like constantly and then we got introduced to uh Galen Stevenson, my big bro star, Starsky, y'all know Starsky. Yep. Yeah. Yep. City legend. Um, and he just he put the machine behind us, man. Like he helped us out like so much, man. Like he basically put the money behind our project um you know got us in the studio with my man marshall dz dz legendary 
legendary <laughs> freaking uh sound engineer in the city, man. He did the NRL and he did me and Cuban's album. What was the name of that album? Because um, I still got it too with the drawing. It was called the Fu- Future of Rap Music. That's what it was called. That's what yeah, it was called. Yeah, Future of Rap Music. Okay. It had like the drawn cover on it. it had yep. me and his picture yep. like yep. overlooking the, the bridge. Yep, yep. Yep. Matter of fact, I, so, think, I think I got it right here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it so was that, it was Smitty, that was, the first was album. Smitty like y'all DJ with like two MCs, and you're like yeah. an MC producer. Smitty Smitty was our official DJ, man. Smitty was our official yeah. DJ. <laughs> he did all our cuts for us, and anytime we had a show, like Smitty was there, man. Smitty Smitty was the one that was helping that shit go. Yep. Let me know if you remember this you know what too. I mean? Yep. I remember uh, the G Dep concert. Y'all was opening up for it. Mm-hmm. And you came out with a vest on and this big ass towel. I was like, "Why the fuck this nigga got this big ass <laughs> towel?" On? <laughs> like Thurston Howard the Fifth. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Yo. I, think I, I had, I had some, um, I had some, some. Uh, I think I had like some a Jordan jersey. It was like a too. baseball jersey or something. You had it was. On with some it big was. ass. Yeah, that shit was big. Yeah, I got my. I was sitting on stage yeah. like, "What the fuck is that wearing?" Yeah, so yeah. What the fuck I, I got on? I'm gonna send you. I have it on. I still have it on I like have? digital videotape. So I, I'll send Are it to you, you. Oh, I need that. I need that. <laughs> I, I try. I to, need that. Yo, I, I swear to God, I was Instagramming shit before Instagram was a thing. Cause as dude, I always had a camera and I always had the video camera. I was always recording everything. Yeah, cause remember, cause, cause yeah, Jack, you remember Muhammad was like, hey, uh, you remember God bless the dead. Muhammad was like, isn't that uh, Abdullah's friend? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know what he's wearing though. <laughs> that's crazy yeah Muhammad yeah, rest in peace Muhammad Yo, yeah. he's the one that started the whole hip hop award shit man yeah, but, yeah. but I was like yo where's he wearing I thought yeah. I thought nigga make beats I ain't said nigga was a fashion over <laughs> <laughs> a fashionista <laughs> hey man hey man somebody could have helped me out man y'all could have said something to me back oh, hey bro man. hey hey big big fella yeah, yo, fuck you just made them beats man that's what I came about yeah <laughs> Yeah, but like I'm saying, I'm telling you, man. I never, I never, I never claim to be a, a fashion guru, man. Nah, one thing, name. one thing is your your music is your fashion. Cause I'm telling you, yeah. everybody from Buck Wild, from fucking uh, 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 the Pit Shifters, everybody here is Ag Beast. Yo, this dude is fucking incredible. Yep. Ag, 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 yep. Ag, Ag. I remember ag. the time we you all went, saying? we all went up to New York. It was the day after my birthday, cause I was still hung over, and y'all motherfuckers uh, still made me drive. And then ah, it was me, that. you, it was me, you, I think, I think BC was there and he had on that fur coat with white Tim's. Oh, with the, with <laughs> the white Tim's. I said, yeah. look at yeah. this thing ahead. Oh, oh hold on, was we in a, was we in a, was we in a Lex truck? It was a Range Rover. It was a Range Rover. We in a Range Rover. Okay. 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 The okay. Black Ford BC six. had on the, the nigga had on the fur coat with the white Tim's. Oh, these niggas are going, oh, I'm going to hear this shit. Oh, man. Do. Luckily that studio I'm was on the side shit, street in the Bronx. Oh my God, though. It looked like. Yeah, it just looked like a down yeah, south was, dude up that in was New a good York. Time, man. Yeah, yeah that, was my, saying, that was my man. first time meeting Buck too. I believe. Yep. I remember yep, that. that was. I remember. And he's that. like, oh, Legend. he said, fine. He said, we finally get the meet. Yep. Oh, I saw every time I say Buck, my young boy's a beast, son. My young boy's a beast. He said, man, he been talking about this nigga forever. I'm telling you, the nigga's a beast. I ain't gonna be talking That's about crazy. somebody if I don't believe in him 100. Yep. Yeah, yep. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't believe I was meeting the man that produced. I got a story to tell, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking man. at Biggie plaques in the joint, man. I'm, I'm, man, I'm like, what? Exactly. OC Jewels, man. Come on, man. Tell exactly. Exactly. Digging Time's in the crates. Up. What? Time's up. Big L. Show your name. Come on, man. On and on. Yeah. Two, I'm saying right now, there's so two crazy. motherfuckers that buck like out of Pennsylvania. He likes Zach, and he likes the fucking gambling. 
Galen had a nice sound too, man. Right. Had, right. A lot of people don't know Galen was dope. Galen was dope, but Galen was quiet and humble. But Galen, and he's crazy. another one that knows his fucking record. That's how that's how I want to record. Galen used to go digging with me. He's like, you got this? No, who the fuck is that? I learned all my digging shit from niggas here in Pennsylvania. Jolly Rock, Phil, Most Chill, and Galen. And 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 as much as he's a pain in the ass, Jay Allen too. Those four <laughs> people and Mr. Mike and Floyd. If you remember Floyd out in Carlisle, act. Mm, I think so. Floyd. Those that sound for me shit. Yo, they showed me everything about records that I need. And 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 Brian. You remember mm. Brian? Remember the other record shop that we have to block from uh, Mr. Mike's? Light skin Brian. I remember I him. No, nah, there was him. another. You remember Mr. Mike was down the block, and then you went. Up the block where Strawberry Square was, there was another uh, record store there. Oh, another guy, his name was Mark. He was an old white guy. But Brian, Brian used to be the DJ in there and used to do the records. He, he taught me a lot of shit about records. That's why I bought the fucking, uh, I bought my um, uh, Ronnie Forster shit, uh, Two-Headed Freaks, that Q-Tip and them mm. for uh, elect- uh, the Electric Relaxation, whatever that shit is. Electric Relaxation. Mm. Yeah, that shit. <laughs> I got it from him. <laughs> He told me about this shit. Like, but he oh, said shit. relax masturbation. So said, I was elast- like, <laughs> elastic, elastic, elastic bag, grapefruit juice, grapefruit elastic. juice, and tonic. He said elastic lactation. <laughs> <laughs> Laxative on, on, on steroids. Exactly. Yeah, yeah man. That's what I'm saying, man. Yo, PA, yo, it's PA definitely showed me the sample shit and, and the love. Because it's nothing like digging, man. Digging is nah. the funnest thing in the world. Oh my god, man! I used to, I, I remember that used to be my thing. Like if, if I was out of town and in a different state, different city or something, I need to find yeah. where your record stores at, yeah. or your record shop. And oh. I remember digging back when when we still had the flea market across the river. Oh my god, that was the gem. Uh, flea market was open. The oh, Lemoyne joint in Lemoyne. No, the end of flea market no. in Mechanicsburg. On the on the pike. It used to be on, on the, the pike. pike. It was on the, the call out uh, pike. Oh, Silver Springs. I know we it's Silver yes. Springs. Silver you Springs. Go. There yeah. you go. My dad used to take me there every Sunday, man, when I was a young boy, man. Oh my god, I, I mean I used to buy albums all the time. Me and Gelly used to go there, man, and come back with crates, me, him, and Jake. And then I bought I did I bought Phil down here. Phil really lost his mind. Then I bought Benny B down here. He really lost his mind. Like, yeah. yo. He said, he said, yo, do you he said, I said, you gotta be cool. But then what happened? They started realizing, like, oh, what's all these black guys coming buying these records for? Then the prices started going up slightly. Uh, mm. <laughs> but it was still yeah, cool. Cause, this shit. Yeah, because yeah. even if you charge me ten dollars, I'm taking this shit to the Roosevelt and selling shit for a hundred dollars. So it was worth the fucking ten dollars. Shit, crazy. Shit. All right, let's go. Um, I want to get back into this quick little timeline, just real quick. So the LA, you was living out in LA. What made you come back? Like, how, why did that? Why aren't you still out there with with Jim Beams working out and wearing a tight shirt, like he is with his chest out? <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, said that yo, my, my, my phone, my phone was, so I said, was going off. What you say? <laughs> I said, you was out, you was out in LA. I was all like, so what made you come back? And why aren't you still out there with like Jim Beams doing pushups and going to the gym and wearing the tight shirts with your chest out? Okay. <laughs> well, Jim, Jim Beams, Jim Beams ain't, ain't out LA though, but. Oh, he ain't? Okay. Yeah, um, nah. You yeah, gotta be nah, in some tropical out. place because. He always got like the tightest shirt on with his chest out, so I'm like, I'm thinking yeah, uh, he's somewhere warm. Motherfuckers don't want to see my chest out, so I don't, <laughs> I don't pull my chest out that often. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, only, the only, don't 
I ain't lifting too many weights. I'm lifting plates. You know what I'm saying? There you so go. There you go. That's about that's about it. But um, I came back from L.A. Man, um, literally towards the end of 2011. Um, just because I was I was getting a little bit frustrated while I was out there, man. Like I wasn't expecting shit to like move super fast, but money started getting tight, and it was just like you know I'm out here to do this production shit. I'm in the studio, literally like from sundown to sundown, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm very rarely at the crib. I'm out there doing what I what I came out there to do, and that's go hard and grind and all mm-hmm. that. And, you know, it was just... But you got heads though. a little bit. Yeah, we butted heads a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it just, you know, we seen things a little bit differently, um, me and Riley. And it just got to the point where it was just like, man, you know, I'm spending money going back and forth to, to see my kids and sending money to them to take care of them, and I'm running out of money to live out here, you know what I'm saying? So I got to the point where I was just like, you know, I got to go back to PA. I'm obviously still signed. I obviously still got a production deal with Rodney. I got a publishing deal with Rodney. So, you know, I'm just going to have to work from PA, and that's what I did. Um, While I was out there, while I was out there, I did um, the Dine Your Arm Records, Mm -hmm. um, which Tommy Parker had had, uh, written with his sister. And me and Travis did the track. And then um, it wasn't even originally supposed to be Justin Bieber. Somebody else had cut the record. And then when I got home, it was a couple months later, I had found out Rodney had hit me. He was like, yo, you got a huge placement coming. He was like, yo, it's going to be surprised. Next thing I know, I'm being told, you know, I got Justin Bieber's, um, his first single off of the album. And that, that. That was that, man. Like, I just, I couldn't believe that shit, man. Like, I literally was leaving um, Scales' funeral. My man Scales, who used to do tattoos and shit. I don't know if y'all remember Scales. Hmm. Yeah, rest in peace, Scales. Yeah, Scales Hirachi. Yeah, Hirachi Inc. But um, he gave me my first tattoo before I went out to L.A. I was like, yo, I need a, I need, I need a crazy tattoo with my name in the shape of Pennsylvania. So I carry Pennsylvania ah, wherever I go. Nice. So he did that joint for me. But um, nice. I came back home and um, my man had passed away from an asthma attack, and um, I literally I left his funeral. I got to the car and on my phone I had a message from Rodney. That's when I that's when he told me. It was just like crazy to me. I'm just like wow, I'm leaving a crazy situation, a funeral, and finding out that the biggest moment of my life is going on right now, this yep. very moment. It was just ironic. It was real ironic. Yeah, yeah, so, that's crazy, you know, yeah. Yeah, and then um, it was within, like, a year that a record that we did out in L.A. Um, that my man Travis had brought me into with Tommy Brown. Tommy Brown, man, that's my guy, too, man, one of my really good friends. Tommy was um also signed to Rodney Jerkins when I first got out there. Tommy Brown's literally one of, one of the biggest producers in the world right now, man. I'm so proud of that guy, man, and what he's done. So, um, he's literally. Hmm. No, no, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. For those, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Tell me, tell me more about him because that's what I was about to ask you. Yeah, for those for those who don't know, he goes by TV Hits on Instagram, but that's Tommy Brown. That's literally Ariana Grande's um main producer. Like all her mm-hmm. big records, he's produced. Um, he's produced records for so many cats, from Bieber to J Lo and Cardi B. Um, he's been on DJ Khaled's album. Um, he's he's just smashing, smashing, smashing the game right now. But um, Tommy at the time, yeah, that's my folks. 
Um, I had went out to the studio with Tommy and my man Travis, and they were working on um, the song Honeymoon Avenue, which um, I don't know if it was originally, I think it was originally supposed, to, it, it was intended to be for Ariana Grande. And at this time, they were talking about Ariana Grande. I didn't even know who she was. She was still yeah. doing a TV show. Um, okay. I forget the name of the show. It was some shit on, on Disney. Disney. My kids Disney. knew who she was. Yeah. Yeah, my kids, they was like, oh, yeah, that's Kat. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, because she still looks exactly the same. I didn't really exactly think much of it. Yeah, and she still looks yeah, exactly I didn't, the same. Yeah, I didn't think much of it. I'm like, oh, cool. A Disney, a Disney artist probably ain't going to really go nowhere. Little <laughs> did I know she was going to become the biggest fucking female pop star to yep. grace the, 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 the last century. You know what I'm saying? On some real shit. Yeah. Yep. So they, did the, they were working on the Honeymoon Avenue record in one room. And I was just telling myself, like, I was like, this story is so crazy. I was telling myself as they were working on the record, I was like, yo, Ag, you got to find your way out here in L.A. Like, you got to get your way. You got to, where there's, where there's a will, there's a way, bro. Like, they're literally in one room working on the record. I'm like, how can I be a part of this? So I opened up my laptop in the, um, in like the lobby area. Because like the main studio room was open. It was like a big studio, but we were the only people in there. So the studio doors open. I'm in like the lobby area with my laptop plugged in. I catch the BPM, see what the tempo is of the beat that they working on, and I'm sitting in the other room and I start adding my own shit to the beat. Oh, nice. So, nice. yeah. So I hit my man Trav. I pulled Trav to the side. I'm like, yo, I started adding some shit to that beat. Let me plug in. I plug in. I play what I got. They like, yo, that shit's fire. We adding that shit. Throw it in there. And the rest was history, man. Like, I made my way on my first Ariana Grande album on the Honeymoon Avenue joint. And What's the name of the song? That Honeymoon Avenue. Oh, that's the name of the song. The, okay. the title, yeah, the, the title track. Oh, shit. So, oh, shit. I know, right? Yeah, so so that was just that was just so crazy to me. So it went from there, and it was like within the next year, um, you know, I was still working with Travis and Tommy, and they had hit me and was like, yo, I got this melody, need some drums. So they sent me the melody to the record. Um, it's called Only One. Um, the written one by, yeah, written by Victoria. Victoria is whew, so sick on the pen. So fucking sick on the pen. Such a dope ass singer. She also did Honeymoon Avenue as well. But um, they sent me the melody and they sent me. I don't even think it did. It, it had her lyrics on it already. She was singing the record only one, doing the demo version, and it was just a melody. So picture just getting some vocals and just literally some piano keys and a bass line. And you have to so complete the I was, puzzle. Yeah, I was like, look, another situation where, you know, you kind of gas yourself up like, yo, look, this is a fucking opportunity. What you going to do with it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What you going to do with it? Did you get the butterflies so took, in your stomach or you just like man, truck through it? Nah, man. I that motivates you? It motivated me, man. It motivated me. It gave me that hunger. It was just like, yo, you got to go at this shit like you ain't never went at it before. So I got it, and I did my thing. I laid down the crazy drums. I did the whole, uh, the uh, what's the joint? Is it Dougie Fresh? A one-two? A one-two? Yeah. Let me introduce show. myself. Is that Dougie Fresh? That's not a Bismarcky. 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 Yeah. Okay, nobody beats the biz? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I had took that joint and I put it at the beginning of the beat. They ended up keeping that shit and I did all the drums and it just from there, man, it was it was a rap. And that ended up being one of Ariana Grande's uh favorite records. Still to this day, that's that's still one of her favorite records. I think she said that in an interview too. 
Yeah. I think I remember her saying that in an interview too, and I was like, "Yeah, another one, another yeah. one for the birds." Another one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's when that's yep. when Harrisburg Pride kicks in like a motherfucker, boy. <laughs> right. It's like, god <laughs> damn, shit. So because a lot of talent. TV hits. TV hits. So did he make uh, "No Tears Left to Cry" for Ariana? Is, did no. he make that? Oh, okay. No, no, no. Okay. He did. Um. He did. Um. All her, all her big singles that that's been popping. Um, okay. But he did like this whole the whole last album that she just dropped, like the thirty five. Yeah, twenty four, thirty five, twenty seven, thirty five. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, she got a little did, raunchy uh, on that too. Talking about fuck me to the daylight. The fuck are you talking about? You were yeah, twelve. Like, so <laughs> when I heard when I heard yeah when I heard her say that I was like wait a minute. Yeah. I don't know because when you look at her, like her yeah. When you look at her, you think of middle like school kid, yeah. But but the album, but the album is so fucking crazy. It's so crazy. He did the um, he did the Danky Next record. Okay. Um, Damn, TV hits one? really do got that shit. And you still you still cool with him too, right? Oh yeah, that's my brother, man. Okay, okay, that's so, my brother. Oh oh, all right. And then we we got to the pop, the big pop stuff though. But there's um. Uh, there's a crew that you worked with too that I was curious about, but go ahead. Yeah, he did that holy record too, yo. The Justin Bieber joint. And, yeah. And Chance the rapper. Mmm. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my boyfriend because you must Yeah. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Shit. You do got connections. I forgot. Goddamn. Um, moving he's along to your production. Guy. Yeah. I know he's a made guy. Yeah. Um, I seen you did some shit with Crooked Eye. Yeah, yo, I was just thinking about that shit early before you called me, yo. Yo, that the way that the way that came together was so crazy, man. Like I literally uh, hit him up one day on on Instagram and was just like, yo, I'm a big fan of your work. Like it would be crazy if we could just, you know what I mean? We could work together. I can send you some beats and see what you think. Oh, he was so cool, man. He hit me up. It was like close to Easter two years ago. I remember I was down in D.C. with my fam. And um, he was like, yo, these beats is crazy. He was like, I want this, 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 is and the third. Just tell me whatever you want. I'm going to send you the bread. Let's get it popping. I said, man, yeah, say that's, less. That's a West Coast nigga. Say less. Shit. Yeah, I said, say less, man. We and that's how it. you do fucking business. Yeah. I, wish these, I, wish, I wish these other motherfuckers understand that. <laughs> Real yeah. talk, man. You got to fucking do it. to get your fucking payments. Nah, he was about that business, man. And he was super cool, like. We spoke on the phone, and then and then on top of that, I was doing my um my chin check beer shit, and I was like, matter of fact, no, I'm 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 bullshitting. That's how I met him, man. That's how what, I the beard the beard the beard venture. Yes, I'm shriveling, but it was still Instagram. Yeah, I was like, I was like, yo, check this out. Can I send you some of my beard products? I was like, you know, you already know the his beard crazy. So he was like, yeah, and I was like, you know, I was going to use that as my angle to get my beats in there. Yeah, why <laughs> I forgot not? All about yeah. that, yo. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Yeah, so it was basically beards and beats. Beards and beats. Yeah, the shameless plug. I'm like, look, man, I'm gonna send you out this stuff. Let me know if you like it. If you like it, man, I definitely appreciate it. If, like, you took a picture or something, I can post it online. And yeah, oh yeah. By the way, I do beats. Yeah, right, and, right, um, right. By the way, <laughs> sent him, yeah, sent him the beats. He he sent me the picture for the for the chin check. Um, you know, what I mean, showed man love with that shit, and um. He was fucking with the beats, and and from there, man, we just we we went on and, and did a couple records for him and his brothers. Mm-hmm. We still got a couple records that never came out. Yeah, but man. um, oh man, he, 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 I, I like to hear some of them joints. Yeah, man, I, was, I know one thing. 
Hey, if my phone died, man, just John, keep it going. I, 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 I definitely want to hear what this sounds like when we, when we put all the beats and shit in. Oh, my God. Yeah, Ag, this is, he, he kind of said it. I was going to tell you all, uh, we was done recording, but I put beat, like, if we bring up any song, it's going to come out. I, in post-production, I add every single song we speak about. So it's like one. Oh, that's dope. Big, yeah, it's one big, long instrumental. So the throwback joint, I don't want to play that. I don't want to play your version of it, but we'll talk about that at the end post okay. production you know what okay. i mean like um cool. we just did we just did the biggie march 9th episode and we kind of went through mm. life after death song for song so we, we was playing them fading them in and out as we was talking about them so that's why kind of mm. you know what i mean yeah because yeah, this is some hip-hop shit so the ariana is gonna be on here the uh the uh Bieber, the beebs joint and i'm even gonna fade in the crooked joint but i do want the original um the very first song that you made which was the first song that i ever heard of you was on the um the nrl joint the agony hey yo that oh yeah me. yeah for sure that shit for I, sure i'm gonna need you to send me that i'm gonna fade i'm gonna start the, i got you. off with that so i got yeah. you man. you got um ah yo you got any more any more uh questions because i i pretty much got everything i wanted to get as far as because i wanted to know what what made him come back from la yeah. that was the main thing i wanted to know and then oh real quick well look, no no i go got ahead, one go i'm about to put him on the spot Go Me ahead. and him are supposed to be making this joint called Pennsylvania, right. which is encompassing a lot of Pennsylvania MCs. So be on the lookout for that, because I already know what, when once you put that stamp on it, it's going to be fucking crazy. Right. And, right. and real quick, man, real quick, man, shout out to Black, Mr. Blackston and his son, Low Game. Oh, Patrick. man. Yeah. Oh, man. Low Game. Low Game, man. Low Game. The Loyals. The Loyals. Yes. Hey, man, wait till y'all, wait till y'all hear what we got cooking, man. I've been in the mm-hmm. lab cooking with Big Black and yep. cooking with Low Game Badget. Super, super heavy, yo. Man, I'm telling you, his next album is going to be sensational. I promise you. Yeah, Toxic Masculinity. You. Be on the lookout for I that. I promise shit. you. Man, I promise on. you. Yeah. Yeah, because cause the way y'all was making it seem, because the only way I was able to catch wind of some of that was on Facebook, where you'd be like, man, I just left such and such. He'd be like, I just left Agony's crib. And then you'll be like, man, the shit me and Blackston coming together. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how it's been coming together, because it's, it's literally like we had spoke, and I had found out that he was doing some music, and he ended up going back, and, and from what I was told, he scrapped some shit after I had sent him some shit. He was like, yo, look, man. I'm building this shit back up from the ground up. So I was sending him tracks. Like, I would just pop up in the DM, like, yo, Black, check your email. There you go. He like, oh, shit. He checked the email, hit me back, like, yo, what the fuck you doing? What is you doing? <laughs> what is you doing? <laughs> Send the stems. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Yeah, no man. shit. That's what, hey, man. Gotta that, that's all going. I wanted to talk about right there. I want to let everybody know what's coming out with Ag. Ag got a lot of shit, man. Like I said, Ag, not this independent world is here. You know, all yeah. you independent cats, reach out to them. Yep. Not going to be disappointed. But don't come with no bullshit either. Don't call and talk about, hey, call with a check. Or right. what they got, oh, was that PayPal? Right. What was that shit y'all got? The cash app, cash whatever. App, it's, a <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a it's a business. It's a business. It's a business. It's a business. Cash shit. app, Venmo, Apple Pay. Yeah. Exactly. Apple Pay, all of that. Even, even, take, even take crypto free. now. Even take crypto Ain't now. nothing yeah, for free. Say, look, man, we take Bitcoin too, baby. Exactly. Shit. We take Bitcoin too. <laughs> all of that. <laughs> shit. Yeah. Yeah, Talk about man. that. Yeah, yeah, what, 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 what you looking like Saturday? 
You said what? What you looking like Saturday? Looking like Saturday. I ain't, I ain't got I ain't oh. got no plans this weekend, bro. Uh, let All me know, right. so I can knock on the door. We can we can wrap this thing up once and for all because everybody's talking about it now. Yeah. Okay. And you could, you could hold you could hold Duke hostage for a little bit. Duke always yeah, talk about hostage, hostage situation. Yeah, hold me hostage. Right. Oh, you do, man. Yo, I... we, let me tell you, you go to Ask Script, you say you go for five minutes. So mm-hmm. once you press play, you're like, oh, shit, let me hear what else you got. Yep. Unless you yeah, know you're down there, man, you just get hyped. I'm not even a rapper, and I start grabbing the mic. Yeah, he hit me up the other day, and he was all <laughs> like, yo, man, I got some shit, man. He was like, I, I didn't want to leave. Like, yo, I don't be wanting to leave. Yo, I'm just feeling like, like, you know how when the kids go to their friend's house, and like, yeah. yo, my mom's calling me. It's like, damn. Right. Gotta go. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Once you start pressing play, you don't want to leave. Yeah, and what um another thing too, uh, what what Meek Mill song you got under your under your belt? Was um, it, we uh, got two songs. Yeah, we got two songs. Um, it was basically my man Gi out in Lancaster. Mm. Gi definitely um put me in some dope ass positions, man. Shout out my dude Gi the General from Lancaster, yep, man. One yep. of the one of the grittiest, grimiest underground artists, man. Super dope, super cool ass dude. That's my guy. Um, we did two records together. We did um, Push Bricks, which was GI's record featuring um, Meek and um, Gilly the Kid. Mm. And then we did, uh, what was it? It was Push Bricks and. Damn, what's the name of the other record? Uh, I don't come to you. Drug Money. It's called Drug Money. Yeah, we did a record called Drug Money. That was uh, yeah, that was me and uh, GI the General. Okay, yeah. What's so was push, push bricks and drug about, money. Yeah, what's, what's a meek record without talking about drug money? I mean, come on. Right, <laughs> right, Shit. right, right, right. You already right. know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. Well, well, I'm saying, yeah. Yo, keep doing what you're doing. Love exactly. you, brother. You definitely exactly. dope, you bro. Appreciate it, man. Um, people, I'm telling you, man. Just go to his site. Go to yo. You're not gonna be disappointed, man. You're not gonna be disappointed. You young cats, you know what I'm saying? Pay attention to those beats. This man got 20 years plus in the game, man, and yeah. he's still going strong. Yep. Yeah, you gotta follow me on Instagram too yeah. at the Real Agony. His studio it's, setup uh, is the, crazy. The Real and then A G A N E E. So yeah, exactly. I and definitely he... always post beats live from the live from the studio. Yes, man. you do. And you got the same Pac Man joint with the different lights like I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that should yo, that should go hard. I need that. Yo, to me, man. to me now it's all about vibes, man. Like I, yeah. I gotta have my vibes. I gotta have my lights. I gotta have my candles. I gotta, you know what I mean? Yep. Certain things I gotta have when I'm in the studio to just get zoning. Yep, I see your case with the bobble with the with the uh, with the joints in them and everything. Yeah, I, I, yeah. matter of fact, yep. I'm, I'm gonna hit you. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna see my little setup too. I got Infinity Glove. You know what I mean? I got all kinds oh. of shit in my shit. Hell yeah. yeah. I said, you're going to hold your hostage. Uh, you two hostage takers, man. I'm about to say goodbye. Hostage take a one, hostage take a two. All right, people, y'all be good. Thanks right, for right. listening. Don't overthink it. Yeah, um, I continue talking. I'm just doing my outro. You um, do the outro. Right, be on the lookout then. for Pennsylvania with the Loyals. Just be on the lookout for it. Peace. Yes, sir. All right. Love, yeah. Well, yeah. Peace, peace, peace. All right. So, I'm going to wrap this up. Um... Uh-huh. Ag, I'm gonna get some work. I'm gonna get some um some of the beats for you because I like introing them when I have somebody on. Uh, I like introing them okay. with, with your beats and then I'll outro them with your beats as well. You know what I mean? Whichever ones you want to say. Okay. Definitely the throwback one. I want to play that and then I'm gonna play that uh the Just Blaze one at the time. But 
like, oh yeah, let me ask you quick. Is that, that's a common thing in the industry though, where somebody will hear something and be like, all right, I could interpolate that better than he did. And then that's how your shit gets jacked. That shit happens all the time. Like, I don't know how much it it does to this day because, I mean, shit's a little bit different, but I remember that was a big thing back in the day. Like, you got cats who know they samples. Like, Mm -hmm. like for instance, Aki knows the samples. So, if you, if you, if you the million dollar man that's in the studio and you got the dude that's just coming up and, you know what I mean, don't got nothing under his belt, he playing records for you and you hear something and it's like, oh, that shit, that shit hot. Then you ask my man, you ask Aki, hey man, what what was the sample in that joint? That joint was crazy. Oh yeah, that's such and such. It's nothing to reflip it because you don't own the sample. Exactly. Until that until that's that beat yeah, I'm until that beat to. goes out into the world and and you get that thing stamped and you got some paperwork behind it, man, that, that belongs to anybody. You gotta get that sample cleared. So yeah. until it's cleared, that's that's still beyond work sample. Yeah, so I so guess ain't really ain't really much you can do. Yeah, so I guess in today's date though, because they rarely use samples now though, and everything is more. I don't and I don't know. Is making beats easier now because like well because of the landscape is like everything is the same BPMs and almost the same trap snare and the same eight oh eights over and over and well, over and over the, again. It's it's the thing now, like samples, like samples are obviously a slow mind. Samples ain't never going nowhere. Yeah, but now we're in a we're in an age now where you got not only producers but you got musicians and then you got producers and you got producers who produce samples so i literally have a conglomerate of um, producers that i rock with that literally just make sample packs plug them they make melody packs and they make sample packs plug them so it's like the oh yeah for sure audio anthem man audio anthem is one of yo shout out audio anthem and congrats on winning that first grammy for that nas album King's man, disease. nice King's Disease. He produced uh with Hit Boy on the record uh Ultra Black. Yep, phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal man. Shout out to him. Um, there's a couple other cats. I got a, a guitar player by the name of Joe Latrick. Super crazy. Always send me the crazy packs. Got my man Lucky Keys. Always sending me heat. Got my man Black out. Somewhere on the fucking uh, <laughs> on the map, somewhere out in one of them foreign countries, is always sending. There's always a guy named Black. There's always a guy named Black in every crew. You know? Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. He just got a joint. He just landed a joint on Tory uh, on, on on Tory's last album too. On, um, oh okay. What's the name? Tory Lane's last album. It's quite a few uh, dope ass producers and shit yeah. that I'm working with. Though, so man. so it's, so now um it, so it becomes more like. To sample from it, the the thing now is sampling from beat packs and less um. Is it less record and less, digging and yeah, more beat packs? Right. Yeah, because now it becomes a thing of I don't need to get a sample cleared. I don't yeah. need to go and give up. Like some of these some of these artists get outrageous. Some of these artists say, "Oh yeah, well I want ninety five percent of the record." That's crazy. And it's like, well, how do you get ninety five percent of the record when I literally just used a tiny piece? Yeah. Of your song and totally did something way off the way off the scale, way off the map with it. Yeah. So now it's just a thing. It's just a thing of okay, well, I got this sample pack for my man Black. Be okay. Send me a sample pack. I'm using a sample. All right, okay, cool. Now let's have a conversation. We gotta we gotta clear a record for Travis Scott. All right, cool. It's just who produced it? Me and you. Cool. We are gonna split it fifty fifty. I don't have to worry about. Yeah. Clearing samples with labels and artists. Nothing and, coming up and biting you know, your ass afterwards. Nah. Yeah, it's just two producers producing. Got you. But Got a lot you. of this shit sounds like samples. Like 
it's so yeah. crazy some of the shit they send. It's just like, damn. Yep. And Where'd this like, come from? Yeah. And then it'd be the everyday original shit. Shout out to the kid, yeah. uh, Johnny Slash, who I interviewed like three episodes ago and shit. He got his own sample pack Word. and shit. Matter of fact, I'm sending you his uh his IG page now through IG. So you know, Please, yes, shout out to yes. Johnny Slash. He's more of a traditional boom bap uh chopping samples type of guy, but he got Word. some shit to 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 make to make a um a artist like um apathy just take him on tour and kind of like do like opening up mm. with his beats kind of on some DJ yeah. A-Rab shit but not like playing it like an instrument like A-Rab going crazy but he he you know what I mean right. he had him opening up shit like that I was like oh man and you shit he's ill he's ill though um that's dope yeah I'm trying to think of what else could we now nah, we done covered it all and shit man I got everything I wanted out, out of you man it was it was definitely uh worth the wait put it that way man that's I, really yeah, I appreciate like, you having me, bro. Yeah, man. Glad yeah, to be a man. part of it. Yeah, absolutely. And the next time, um, it, it, when you, uh, when Ox going over there, uh, shit, I, I, I'll hit him up and shit. He'll let me know when, um, going over there. I'm gonna go listen to some shit and shit, so I could just get more depressed and be like, I'm never making beats again. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you probably. Yo. I used to hear your shit. I was low key hating. I was like, motherfucker. But I, but then I realized though, I realized back then. That I was in it sixty to seventy five percent, whereas you were in it a hundred and thirty nine. You know what I mean? Yeah, so like I know yeah. my boundaries and shit. You know what I mean? Right. And like you said. Yeah. When like, I used to, when I would hear that Kanye quote when he was like, uh, "What was the quote when he was talking about how many summers making X amount of beats, X amount of day, you know what I mean for X amount of summers and shit?" I was like, "Man, that's really me." Yeah, that's what I'm that saying. That was really like, me. You lived in the studio, so. Yeah, right, I was too busy right. going out, going out with fucking Dula and Marcus all the time and shit, and drinking yeah. and clubbing and all that shit. I was out there living right, life, right. so I, and then right. I slowly got out of the beat thing, and then my little Zoom crusty sample track, and then everything went digital, and then I got even more intimidated, so it fucked me up. <laughs> right, like right now, this I'm looking at. I have a machine. I have an MK3 right in front of me and shit, and that shit's dusty. I'm like, mm. <laughs> yeah, man, it's just. But I got I got some shit that I, I'm I'm gonna bring over your crib um, next time Dula um, heads over there. I'll probably scoop him up when we head over there because uh, okay. um, speaking of records, um, literally a guy gave me a, um, a record store, so to speak. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Dude on a, a Facebook Marketplace one time had uh, I guess his pops had a record store and he was literally giving them away. I was like, um, what corner are you leaving him at? I'm on my way. Wow. Yes, I have a whole basement full of records. Damn. Yeah, for free. For free. What? For free. Yes. I forgot to mention Damn, that. Damn, bro. Yeah. So I packed the whole shit up. I got the, the, the USB record player and I plug it in and I Yeah. So I, I I'll give you I'll wow. just give you what I'll just give you a crate and be like knock yourself out. You know what I mean? Right, take this out. And then when you're done with it, bring it back, swap it out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, uh, shit, Ag, uh, I'm going to hit you up in a few. I already shared uh, Johnny Slash's uh, IG page on your joint, and I left my number there. I'm going to hit you up a little bit after this. I'm going to wrap right, up this episode, all right? All right, that's a bad, bro. All right, man. Peace. Thanks for having me, too, yo. Yep, yep, no doubt. Peace. All right. I hope all of you got uh, a good, uh, some good production knowledge and everything. Shout out to Agni. He's one of the uh, people that I wanted to have on here. Um, 
back when I was doing my Harrisburg series, but, you know, better late than never. And uh, beat you hearing in the background, that's his, man. And when I tell you this dude got some shit to the point where I was just like, shit, I'm never going to come out, man, when I was just a beat maker. See, I'm a beat maker, but he's a producer. Like, it's just like Dula said, he's like a producer's producer because he he's very instrumental and he knows... Like, I'm more of just a simple loop or a simple chop, boom bap, drums, bass line and stuff. He's more of an instrumentalist. He'll add keys and everything else. You know what I mean? But, anyways, let me stop talking shit. We had an hour 20. Uh, this has been another episode of the Don't Overthink It podcast with my man Agony and Aki. So the next time, y'all, peace. With a watch B, bullets with a Glock B, chain last name Balboa.